you're goddamn right. We may have started off as delivery boys, but look at us now. Codicil of white in hand, a new baby cousin for Miri saved, and the ruins of the Ice Queen at our feet. It's no longer a question of if we'll save the Dale, it's a question of when. However, first, one of our own needs saving. So let's get to it on today's short quest, Long Rest. Welcome back to Short Quest Long Rest Icewind Dale. Hello. 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 I'm here. Woo! Today. Yeah, bring the energy <laughs> up. That's right. Today is a uh, is a bit of a uh, a bit of a weird one. This is a, a test that we're doing because uh, due to circumstances in university, I am having to migrate spaces. And I'm currently sitting in a recording room where the walls are padded foam. Eric cracked a joke earlier about me belonging in a space like this. Oh, so Padded room. Perfect fit. Yeah. The, the padded room, it feels very cozy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm fresh at home. <laughs> <laughs> Dane will be joining us here shortly. He's uh, on his way home. And in the meantime, let's hop on over to Icewind Dale. So the last time that we played together, a couple, couple of things happened. A crazy lot, you know, nothing, nothing too serious. You did engage in a brief skirmish with Arl, who retreated pretty quickly. Immediately tried to bring the Grimskala down atop all of you. Took her ball and went home. And speaking of a ball, we'll get to that in a moment. But you all raced out and managed to get out from under the structure before it collapsed and helped a an elderly frost giant who at an earlier time when the structure was not collapsing on you may have, may have been a bit of a threat but now just kind of wanted to shuffle his bones out from you know being crushed uh the lot of you seem to to vibe with that like yeah we we like the cut of your gym and uh saved this old man from being flattened you also noticed as the tower split and a huge chunk of its face started to skew terribly above that the rock's nest seated on the crown of the skull-like grim scala had a number of treasures within treasures that have since collapsed in to all the icy rubble that used to sit atop this hill but you did rescue something from the rock nest. You rescued a large, heavy sphere. We're talking a hundred pounds plus. Silvery in appearance, textured like scales. Not a rock's egg, cold to the touch. Your brain's saying, oh, I know what this is. What was it, gang? Dragon egg. Dragon Dragon egg. egg. 
managed to save the dragon egg and Dazan immediately called dibs. Yeah, nobody heard it. Didn't. Didn't happen. If uh, if you ask him, <laughs> uh, you are you're all assholes, and you know that I am the one bound for this dragon. You know. No, sir. You hear something? <laughs> oh my god. Do you think the wooden parts of your body would catch fire? No, I've tried. Dazan's gonna give you, like, a shit-eating grin. <laughs> Wait, you tried? You obviously didn't try hard enough. Oh, no. never mind. Anyway. Maybe. Oh, you did also rescue the giant walrus. Our buddy there. <gasps> yeah! Uh, hooray! <laughs> he was delightful. Damn right. And anyway... Without the threat of Arl beating down on you, and with her rock currently indisposed, you haven't seen it in the air, kind of want to hand wave the lot of you getting back to the mainland. Unless you're all just so keen to enjoy time with your whale friend. <gasps> can we, can we, can we, can we just get on the whale and just... Do a little roleplay there. Because I love <laughs> I love the whale so much. We'll come back to the whale. Ah! Don't worry. The whale will have her time to shine again. It's up to you, Josie. You're just genuinely, genuinely thrilled to meet the whale again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not um, stopped by anything. Nothing stops us from leaving... The island of Solstice. Nothing stops you from leaving the island. The, the major threat, aside from Aurel, that would give pursuit, the methods are no trouble. You know, at any time that one of them spots you a lot, they're trying to pull little pranks, you know, maybe sneaking in, tugging at your clothes, uh, making faces while crouching around looking like gargoyles, but they really bother you. And at your level... Methods, methods are not a threat. This is not. This is not episode one. <laughs> and the uh, the packs mm. of Yeti as well. We already know what happened to them. True. Also, you we lot, currently you have lot a lot happened to them. We currently also have a, a, a frost giant hanging out with us. So I, I get the feeling that maybe they would kind of back off. Yeah, keep their distance. Speaking I of, as the the lot of you are making your way down the winding switchbacks out the. Uh, down the outside of the Grim Scala. You're going at a much slower pace than you typically would. Like, each of you is bundled up against the cold. And you're used to traveling overland in the snow, usually with dog sleds, but often on foot. And in addition to the terrain just being really difficult, you do also have an arthritis-ridden giant who is just has not really said that much to you guys. He doesn't speak common, he's only been speaking in giant. And has been shuffling along at a frustratingly slow pace. <laughs> not like a lost puppy, he's too old and dignified for that. <laughs> kind of more just like, you ever catch your, your, your pop-pop on the street when he wanders out of the house? Just kind of shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> My grandson is today next week. <laughs> After a bit, Tavani's just going to be like, we really don't have time for this. And she's going to step forward and try and draw on on the power. 
she just, like at first she tries to draw on Moradin and then she realizes there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So she turns to Oral and tries to draw some of that cold instead. And she's going to try. What is it and... that you want to? Yeah, what is it that you want to do? She's trying to cast enhance ability, and she's gonna... <laughs> she's going to give uh, <laughs> our good friend, what's his name, Erdgard, Cat's Grace. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So as you uh, as you reach out for the warmth of Moradin, as you have grown so familiar with his presence over you know the, the last couple of years and more so in recent months since you've been traveling and relying on him more heavily to keep your friends alive that warmth isn't there but like in like an unlocked door that need only be pushed open to enter when you turn your attentions and your efforts to Arl you feel her Almost like she's right at your side. Because not only are you on her island, you know, we're talking about, you know, you have thrived so far in the prolonged season of winter, her time, which is perpetually under night, her time. And yeah, absolutely. As you uh, call upon her abilities to uh, cast Cat's Grace on this elderly frost giant gentleman, you notice his pace quicken significantly. And the lot of you who may catch Tavini spellcasting, does it change anything about your spellcasting visually? Are there any outside indicators as to the change of allegiance? I would say so. Where previously it was um, little sparks from fingertips, now it's little snowflakes and cold mist. And instead of the spread of warmth, it's a spread of cold. Yeah, it's a little little nippy. So, moving more quickly down the Grim Scala, eventually you get to the bottom of the steep hill grade, and are back again amidst the flat, icy fields with their crazily frozen trees and statuesque animals and people. You know, different fleeing postures or fighting postures. Anyone that has ever stood in Arl's way has become a part of her collection. Except the lot of you. Can I get an idea of the uh, the conversation that is occurring at this time? I'd say anytime Dazan tries to claim the dragon egg, there's a resounding, nope. <laughs> if you didn't call, if nobody heard Dibs, then it didn't happen. That's... We're not going to go through this again. I, You know that I called it, and even if you I didn't... I didn't hear anything. Right, so you lot are going to hedge and claim this thing then, hmm? We don't know yet. We don't know how close it is. Or at least find their parents. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a way to check. Well, let, give us a moment while our dragon expert gets into audacity. <laughs> <laughs> Dathan turns to the fourth wall <laughs> and bangs on it. Everyone that Shatter. is listening. <laughs> I, and waggles his eyebrows at everyone that is listening. Hi, Dane. <laughs> Hi. It's, you know, there's like one of those moments where he turns and everything stops and he's like, you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. And then the guitar riff, riff comes in. He's, like, where, he's where? turned to the audience and you all think I, I deserve this thing, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> honest, honest loyal listeners you understand that 
these people are, have, are robbing me at this time. I called the dibs. You'll back me up, I understand. What is he looking at? There's no dibs on Oro's island. <laughs> what happens on the <laughs> island stays on the island. Aye. When the dragon is born, it will pick who it wants to be with. Right? Aye. That's how it happened with Mary. Well, technically, she hadn't picked when she was first born. She and, chose me afterwards. When I found her, she and was And that's not like a hatched, thing but. that, you know, oh, it should get to choose. I don't necessarily care about that, but it is a dragon. And if I, like, take a dragon and against its will, it gets very large and would probably kill me eventually. Well. I would say, Mary came out knowing her own name. Yeah. No, I came out knowing a lot of things. Um. I knew I, I was a dragon. I knew what it was to be a dragon. Not like a lot of the detail stuff. We're learning that still. Next time. Hi. <laughs> I have to ask, Dazan, what's your intentions of having a baby dragon? Are you serious? It's power. If you, are you kidding? <laughs> He's well, nodding and looking at Felgrin like yeah, I, was... <laughs> I mean... I don't... I don't think you understand what the responsibilities that come with it. It's not a I've pet. had a dog. It's a living... <laughs> that is nowhere near the same. I'm not a well, dog. It depends on the dog. Yeah. No. no, no. I mean... He's got a talking fox. It's the same fucking thing, except you just it's bigger and adds wings. Well, he's a familiar. Yeah. And don't insult he him. He summoned him, and they bonded. Yeah, I... The point is, Dazan, is that... I don't understand. I don't think you understand the responsibility that comes with it. You're not. You don't just just play owner. You become its caretaker. It's 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 provider. It's 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 parent. It's it's sibling. It's 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 consort. It's it's comforter. You have to you have to take care of it like a, a child. You have to raise it. You have to teach it, and not just to kill or fight or act tough around like it it. It has its own mind. Can, honestly, I want you to just, just real quick, take take the plan you have already of what you think is going to happen, like what you want this dragon for. Fast forward 10 years into the future. Now it's big and it's angry and it's always been sentient of everything you've done to it up to that point. How do you think that fares for you there? You think I would mistreat it? Uh, yep. Yes. Yep. Show of hands. I look around the group. Trevini's <laughs> got her hand up. <laughs> Miri has her paw up. Felgrin doesn't yeah. lift his hand. Do I think he Does would mistreat boss? it? No, not necessarily. But I do think that you aren't parent material. Doesn't mean cruel. Just in- incompetent. That's a good word for it. So. Oh, and Rian's competent. With this, yes. I, I've i become competent. It's incompetent in a lot of ways, but that, points to Miri, isn't one of them. Oh yeah, he fucked up a lot in the beginning. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't there for most of that. Language. What I've seen... <laughs> he's... F- alright at it. It might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. It feels pretty gross. Yeah, I can see. It's <laughs> in your face. It's like purse, like a, sucking on a lemon. See <laughs> yeah. like, his shoulders tense up as he says it. <laughs> look, uh, I don't, look, your intentions just aren't the greatest. 
having a drag. Yeah, I look. I get it. Dragons are powerful. They can be incredibly useful to have. That's a very attractive thing. I certainly understand that. You know. You know. I'll stop you right there because you've convinced me. We should probably move on. I don't think we have. No, it doesn't matter. Because here's the thing: is as much as we'd want to talk about like what's right and what's wrong. Again, it's I wasn't. We're not for bullshit when we say the dragon will choose. Like it, it'll come out when it comes out. When the dragon's born, it'll choose who it wants to be. I rolled a nine. Fuck. What? I'm not inside. Oh, I know he's fucking full of shit. I don't even have to roll it. <laughs> Rian thinks he's full of shit. Like he doesn't even wanna. Like. <laughs> He could have. He could have been the most earnest saying, and he still would assume he's. Does Tavini think or know that he he's full of shit? Ooh. Looking at him, yeah, he's he's full of shit. He just he's looking for a way to end the conversation because it's not getting anywhere. <laughs> that's understandable. Yep. No, I can get it. That's that's yeah. So I'm good to let it go. All right. Well, for that now. was fun. No. He just starts walking. So are we thinking to oh, no. to camp here for another night and then. Head back to the mainland? What's the plan? Um, what time is it and how far away are we? See, you guys at the foot of the Grim Scala, you're still mm-hmm. uh, about three hours, four hours from where you would be meeting Engaju. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm. I am not staying here. I, I'm, I'm of that mind. If we can get to the, the docks now. Let's get to the docks now and get the hell off this island. All right. Also, I was pretty sure that we ended. I was a bird. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've literally said nothing. Luck, nothing luckily, but I speak bird. Also, Rian, I, uh, Rian was also I, a bird. You know, it, it, no. No, you. Somebody else. Dreamer was Dreamer a bird. Was right. The bird. Yes. I. Yeah, I. I did the. Uh, the feather fall oh, right. with the with all the other people. Okay. Yep. And I rode Miri because I'm level nine and I can fly Miri now. Hell yeah! Which Sorry. it'd be great to do a uh, an opening flight on that. But uh, if you've already flown, like yeah, yeah, take this moment from nah, me. Nah, we we floated down. Nah, it's fine. We floated <laughs> down. We're gonna get there. Cause I want I want my how to train your dragon <laughs> moment. I picture never-ending story. (laughs) None of that happened. Yeah. Not the flight. You're just gonna go into editing and be like, nope. But yeah, (laughs) I think uh, I think we're all of the mind of uh, getting the hell out of here. Y'all would have you would have gotten as far as you could as uh, birds and various other things. Uh, and transformed back after a time and would have had this conversation down mm-hmm. the latter half of the hill. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, there's no there. retconning that needs to happen. It's just... Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's the, the order of operations. <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah, excuse me while I throw her off the Grim Scala. <laughs> <laughs> Pemdas, let's go. Hypnos sounds like a spell. It is. It's a mathematical spell. Okay. Yeah, Get out. Accomplish crazy things with it. Order of operations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division. Addition. I have, go app, back to I have an app that I should share with you at some point because I think you'd like it. <laughs> uh, Are we really talking about PEMDAS <laughs> right now? Hells yeah. Should we 
Hey, when is not a good time to talk about when we don't when we when we have more than an hour to record riveting (laughs) recording. Anyways, let's move on. (laughs) Anyway, so a lot of you push through and travel to where you uh, had originally landed on the island, that great giant sized dock as you're sitting on the end of it. Sitting in the morning sun. For good 10 minutes. It's quiet. All you have is the, the ocean all around, the Grim Scala in the distance, Arl's ribbon of light overhead. And as time passes, the aurora, as it often does, it fades. You know, it has a, a regular cycle. There are periods of the, the perpetual night where it's brighter than other times. And as you're sitting there at the end of the dock, you realize, staring out into the ocean, that the massive fog bank that originally concealed the island's location is gone. Roro. And you can see all the way to the mainland. And it's just this thin, very thin, dark strip in the darkness with a couple of lumpy bits for the distant mountains to the east. Shit. Fuck, does this mean Solstice is, like, abandoned now? No, that's up to your own interpretation. But, uh, after a while, you hear this this exhalation of uh, of breath and see the plume of steam as Angajuk the sperm whale, that very large head, clears the water as does the uh, the half of a ship that is on her back and the weird magical bubble that you had traveled in under the ocean the last time I in. She kind of rolls over on her side and oh, it's so good to see you, dears. I'm I don't joke. remember her voice. That's, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I love that voice. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember what it was either, but it sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I'm from the Great Lakes, don't you know? <laughs> you know, I'm a, a great white lakes. whale up here, and so I'm going to sound a little Canadian, eh? There we go. <laughs> oh. oh, it's Inga joke, don't you know? <laughs> Sorry, Canadians. This is much better. <laughs> this is much better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't worry. I speak whale. Well, out there. Ah, uh, you got yourself some, uh... What do you, ah, shit, I can't think of any fucking reference. I don't suppose you want a dragon. But, but Dean. Oh, is that what you got there? It's a dragon egg. I think. I don't know, actually. That that massive eye, it's the size of a dinner plate, uh, is gazing up at the lot of you curiously. You can kind of tell it's focused on the egg. It's such a big eye, it's hard to, like, really pinpoint where exactly she's looking. She's taking you a lot in. Oh, now, I don't know about that. I've never raised a dragon, and aren't they, uh... Well, you know, that one can breathe water. Before we just give away this dragon, possibly we should try, you know, at some point, maybe finding its parents or something along those lines. (laughs) Okay. You find the dragon's parents. I'm just saying, it's it's a it's something that needs to be addressed because you can't just take it and be like, it's mine now. He just looks like, at Miri and then back at you, and then Miri and then you. Well, 
Have, has <laughs> I, has Rian told you? <laughs> I say Rian hasn't told you that I haven't told her that her parents are dead. Did I mention that too? I can't remember who I've told so far. Point is, oh, that, yeah. The point he's making is you didn't know that at the time. Ah, uh, perhaps not. But <laughs> <laughs> he has every intention of helping her find her mother someday and telling her the truth. But uh, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. In the meantime, well, either way, we'll see what happens when it hatches. Because I think that's going to determine what happens next. At least as far as the egg goes. Kind of leans into Falgrim and like, I'll be really pissed if it chooses fucking old spellbook over here. Like, that's really going to upset me. Fair is fair. I know, I know, and I'll I'll, I'll let it go at that point, but goddammit. Yeah, it'll feel egg on our face. (laughs) He just blankly looks at you. I'm in a weird... I'm tired. (laughs) He just kind of sits down on Angajuke. Angajuke, thank you for coming. We appreciate it so much. Can you please get us the hell out of here? Oh, well, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm going to take you back to the mainland. That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of characters I'm like, yeah, I could draw like this person's voice uh, anytime. Mm-hmm. And then there's the little side characters, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta go back to them? Yeah. Who the hell was that? What voice is I using? Shit. Yeah. I edit these, and I still forget, so don't feel bad. Like, <laughs> it's like half the time I come back to characters, like, the fuck did I do with that character again? Anyway. So, the lot of you pile on to the back of Angachuk with the egg, and settle in for the long journey back into the, uh, the mainland. It's about that time where a long rest could be asked for. If y'all want to stay up on her back, you're welcome to do that. You will be pushing it into uh, exhaustion territory, maybe. Sleep. Yeah, sleep. Yeah, I trust Angajuk. And we're not going dolphin mode this time. Just gonna fucking nap. All right. What about the rest of you? Yeah, Tavini's going sleep, sleep. I think we're cool, all cool, cool. pretty tired. Yeah, that, that's been a thing. That's We just spent a few days on the fucking god of darkness and ice doorstep. Alrighty. Um, I, I picked up a pendant from the rock uh-huh. nest. I will hand that over to Rian mm-hmm. as we go to sleep. Okay. Yep, he can take ten minutes, and he'll uh, he'll give it a look. Sure thing. Let me pull that up. Should be Paul the winds. No, the tests. No, the vault of Arl. It's the Felgrin pendant of Felgrinning. I love it. It's the Felgrinist. So it is. It is not magical. Damn it. Oh. Uh, it is an Electrum chain with a bloodstone pendant worth about 250 gold. That's Ooh. the thing you took, dreamer. <laughs> 250 <laughs> the, uh, the, gold. You know, Rian, the, the harp that you saw smash into the ground below, mm-hmm. you would have been able to peg its price uh, before it blew to bits. Like, it, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> 
just has flash. Seven hundred fifty. He just has flashbacks to the harp. Yeah, as uh, it's falling, he like sees a little price tag, like fucking like, no. like, like flapping next to it, and just like as it smashes, it just like he imagines coins exploding out, and it's like no. Yeah, it's like Sonic. And similarly, yeah. when the uh, when that <laughs> when that bird shit encrusted uh, sea chest smashed into the ground and scattered coins everywhere, you would have seen little dollar bills picking off everything. Yeah, oh. like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, it's fine. Money's money. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but he'll he'll uh, toss it back to Dreamer and be like, "Yeah, nothing special about it, but it's this worth pretty penny. About get about two hundred and fifty out of that." Ah. Go go buy yourself for something pretty. Mm-hmm. Dreamer just anyway. puts on the pendant. Ah, well, that works too. Yeah, it's a very, very nice Electrum chain, and the Bloodstone pendant just, like, bounces off your chassis. Just ting, 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 every time he walks. Yeah, nice, nice little rhythmic clunking sound. But anyway, as a lot of you are sleeping or in rest mode, Dreamer. Hey, buddy. Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Everything's why is, why is fine. It an oh, no. Just a, it's a, a so, quick whale battle. Sorry. Dreamer, it occurs to me <laughs> that though you are a circle of dreams, Druid, you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Which puts you in a, a very, very weird position as far as dreams are concerned. Mm-hmm. The majority of Druids, whether they belong to the land or to the animals or to the air, they oversee these realms and inhabit them. Allow it to suffuse them and be channeled through their magic and that's kind of hard to do when you can't really fall asleep and dream huh the irony <laughs> reading dream.exe <laughs> <laughs> however in your in your resting state as the others are slumbering and angajuk is rhythmically you know, swimming through the ocean's depths and occasionally rising for a breath of air and then back into the depths again, where it's dark and quiet and people are able to rest because you got a nice toasty whale underneath. As high as your perception is, something tickles at your awareness. It's almost like you were sitting in a forest around a campfire. That same feeling you get when there's something wild checking out the camp. That same sense of curi- curiosity that sometimes is accompanied by hostility, and in this instance is not. There is something curious just outside the boundaries of your perception. And it seems to be almost stalking the camp of your party here on the back of Angajuk. You get the impression of fear alongside of it. This thing is cruising around the outside of the party. And after a while, you get a second impression, as if its attention has settled on you. And there's confusion there. What are you doing? Um, glancing around to see if I can actually spot anything. The moment that you kind of, like, become more aware to start actively looking around, you lose track of it. And that sense of being watched and of a mixture of curiosity and fear fades away. But not before you catch a glimmer of something bright and forest uh, green 
like a, uh, a little trace in the darkness of your awareness. Don't know what it was, but is that the closest that you've come to dreaming? Is that is that what a dream is like? Are all these people just seeing weird ghosts around you? It's a lot to swallow. Especially for someone without a mouth. He can't do that either. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is hell for him. <laughs> Don't be mean. <laughs> it's okay. Someday you'll be a real boy. Yeah. So, do you uh, do you do anything else? Uh, remains conscious. Air quotes for a few minutes before returning to his best attempt at rest. Okay. In that case, can you give me a, a wisdom check? Not a saving throw. Just a check. Just a check. We're just checking. All right. No. Nice. Uh, solid. An eight. Three for an solid eight. roll. You know, it's, it's pretty hard to drop back into that space. It was almost, it was very meditative. And though you power down and kind of let your awareness uh, slip into a resting mode, weep, weep, weep. You're, you're not in the same state as you were before. But I will allow that if you get there on another night, perhaps you might catch another glimpse of something like this. For the rest of you, Krellick. <laughs> in your sleep... Your very, very comfortable old man sleep. The the sleep of the dead. Saw yeah. logs. Yeah, yeah I was debating if Krolik was going to sleep or not. I think he would have been too tired. He would have just passed out. Just passed out, I imagine out, him just yeah. like sitting up against the wall, head back, mouth open, just sawing logs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Krolik, as you sleep, it's cozy. It's maybe, I mean... It's not the least comfortable place that you've slept in in recent weeks. Certainly not comfortable, but there's a nice like rocking motion that makes up for it. And uh, being a, a paladin of Moradin, you got this nice toasty feeling in your center that just kind of comes with you at all times. At a later date, perhaps with more exploration of your paladin abilities, it might grow to encompass others. For now, it just it belongs to you. And in your sleep, you become aware of something on the outside of your vision. In the, in the dark of your dreams, it's almost like you can sense something watching you out there. Something that is both curious and a little fearful. And seems to be watching you for something. What are you doing? Uh, I mean... Krellick's always been curious, so he's gonna, I guess, try to look around and see what he sees. As you try to focus in your sleeping, resting state on this thing that's on the periphery of your vision, it, it draws a little closer, and it's almost like you see eyes there in the darkness. Uh, bright blue. But not the blue that you would associate with Aura. Okay. I'll, I'll make that <laughs> distinction right now. Uh, smaller, little pinpricks of light somewhere out there. And as it comes closer, you become aware of that warmth of Moradin growing a little inside your breast there. And it causes those lights to stop. 
and to hang back on the periphery of your vision. And gradually they fade back into darkness and sleep resumes. For Rian. Ooh. Same sensation of curiosity and fear in your sleep. And for you, who shares your dreams with Miri sometimes, you become aware in that darkness of her sleeping beside you. You can't see. But there is like that that half-awake state of, you know, I'm here in darkness, but I'm not alone. And aside from her presence beside you, you become aware, as the others have, of something at the periphery of your vision. And you can sense fear from it. You could sense curiosity. And to you, it's very faint, but is very distinctly akin to the sensations that you, the impressions that you get from Miri at times. Yeah, I think if it's that same feeling, I think Rian can't help but like like kind of fall into that dad mode of like when he first met Miri and then just trying to be like soft and comforting and just, you know, because when he met Miri, the, the moment he just kind of fell in love with her and was like, I have to protect this thing. So having that, if you say it's like connected kind of to that, I think he'll mm-hmm. just like in this dream state kind of thing, like almost like you, almost like a dog in a way, but like where you, you instead of like approaching, you like kind of squat down and sit still and like put your hand out kind of like essentially like offering but not aggressively like essentially like it's okay I think that's the at least if it if it's a physical thing that's literally what he's doing but if it's like just uh, an emotional like a, a feeling thing that's the feel he's trying to give off right now is that uh, it's okay everything's alright like type feel alright so distantly it is not the same strength of a connection as you feel to Miri, but you get the sensation that the curiosity is growing at the same time that the fear is ebbing a little. And it is at that time, Dreamer, uh, in your sort of half-awake state, you see as the others, you know, they're all kind of shifting in their sleep at times. That's what people do. They're not even really aware of it. And you watch as Miri, laying beside Rian, rolls over onto her side and coils her uh, tail around him more tightly. (laughs) Like, almost possessively in her sleep. It's kind of cute. And uh, at the same time, in your dream, those eyes retreat, Rian. Ah. You slip back into sleepiness. Tavini. Oh dear. You get the sensation of something watching you on the peripheries of your vision in your sleep. That same that I have described for all the others of something as if it's watching from just out of range of a campfire. What are you doing? Uh, She wouldn't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but subconsciously she'd probably think that it's oral, so she would kind of curl up a little tighter. She'd be sad and scared, I guess. So retreating from this thing almost seems to embolden it to maybe slip a little closer. And that fear remains, that sense of curiosity that you're getting from it grows. But as it seems to draw closer and you feel those sensations more strongly, you feel another presence there beside you. And you are currently immune to cold, but there's one entity 
in all of existence that can remind you of its sensation. And you hear almost like a voice at your ear. Coax it closer. Bring it here. Oh god, there'd be more of that that fear because she knows that voice. And kind of a heartbreak that she'd be feeling. Don't be sad. Imagine her like a, a speck of light and she's just slowly kind of shrinking. Yeah, that's it, that's it. It wouldn't hedge for me. Maybe you could be its friend. Oh my god. Uh, and as you draw closer to it, you feel that fear suddenly spike and just like with the others, the sensation of being watched fades. In your case, it's abruptly like it fled. And there's still just there's relief. Yeah, the sense relief well there's a sense immediate. of moral with you, but the uh the curious sensation is gone. Sorry, I interrupted you there. No, it's all it's all good. There was a a brief relief in the night was supposed she just kinda like shivered because Oral's still there. Well maybe next time. It'll learn. And you fall back into a rest uh, restless sleep. No, you don't get restful. Mm-hmm. You get the other one. <laughs> Restless. Yeah. Now that your your uh, bosom buddies with Arl, restful sleep is going to be hard mm-hmm. to come by. Oh yeah, I imagine so. So we're going to swing over. Last of all, hey Felgren. Uh, hi. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. So you know the drill by now. That there is something curious and fearful coming to each of you in turn, though you don't know. Your waking selves do not know that yet. You can feel it at the edge of your awareness. And what is a dream like for Felgren? Oh God! I imagine he has very vivid, wild dreams. Okay. Just, just sensory overload sometimes. Debaucherous. It's just, well, just very kind of bright <laughs> and always shifting. I guess that makes sense. Undulating. It very rarely makes sense. All right. So in addition to curiosity and fear, there is also a fuck ton of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody has accidentally eaten a pot brownie at a party and... They don't know what they're what to do with that 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 sensation. I think once he once he um, focuses his subconscious, I think he can have a modicum of control over over it. <laughs> so he's a lucid dreamer. Yeah, I would say so. It makes okay. sense. <laughs> so that's cool. All right, so. Uh, being a lucid dreamer, what do you, uh, what do you dream? I imagine it's something similar to his childhood, where he's trying to kind of coax a fox out of the bushes. You know. Is that the, uh, is that the comparison that you're drawing in your mind right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you do that, and you're dreaming of this, you know, vivid Feywild landscape. And you're almost trying to coax this presence out of the bushes. Uh, From behind you, you hear a rustling. 
And there, sort of poking his nose up beside you, is a brilliant red fox with bright eyes and a constantly amused smile. So what are we trying to do there? This Finnegan is uh, joining you in your curiosity. There's something in the bushes. You want me to go get it? No. I don't think that would be a good idea. He's just kind of peering <laughs> into it, like trying to get a look at it. Like, Come on out. It's all right. Roll me a persuasion check. There it is. 27. Y'all. Side shit coming. That's what he does. Still a fucking natty 18. That's badass. <laughs> so, as you do that, Finnegan is trying to help in his own way. Uh, he isn't approaching to pull this thing out of the bushes, but he flops over on his side beside you and just starts rolling around in the grass like it's so comfortable. If you've ever seen, a, like, a cat and catnip... Yeah, he'll, like, absentmindedly rub his belly you know, while he's looking oh, yeah. in no, the bush. Right there. Right, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, fucking right. <laughs> Legs going. I don't know how and, uh, I feel about a dog that could talk to me as I pat its belly. That'd be very discomforting. <laughs> yeah, you get used like, to it oh, living yeah. in the Feywild. wild. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and as you do this... Uh, you watch as a a dull gray nose sort of pokes out from the uh, the brush, followed by two bright blue eyes and a small reptilian head with dull gray scales is poking out from under the brush. Would he be able to make that connection in his dream? That it's... he might be speaking to whatever it's in the egg. I would think so. He's been around Miri enough to be like, oh, so that's that's a reptilian head and that we'd be talking to this dragon and I know that he's she's connected to Rian in some funky voodoo mental way. Hello. Are you looking for friends? He'll hold his like hand out, like palm up. It doesn't say anything. And it doesn't move closer. And you watch as instead of approaching. Its eyes kind of shift nervously from side to side, and it remains in cover. Mm. That's alright. In due time, you are safe. As you say that, again, there's no words, but the impression of curiosity and ebbing fear changes to almost like a challenge. Like, a, oh, if I'm safe, prove it. How would he do that? I don't know. <laughs> That's tough. How would he do that? What has yeah. Felgren done lately to help another? I think he'll he'll pull out the uh, the uh, the Twinga charm that he got from Felgren Twinga. Felwinga. Yeah, Felwinga. You know what a Twinga is? I imagine not. They're like elementals. Right? He kind of looks at Finnegan, like, right? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Well, either way, yeah. very small, very weak. 
And I protected it. Very chewy looking. <laughs> From Oral. As you say that name, the snout disappears into the bushes, and again, that fear spikes. Is he still dreaming, or is the dream end? Dream hasn't ended yet. Hasn't retreated, but you get the sense that it is like one foot out the door. I won't let her harm you. Or anyone else. Her time is up. Goddamn right it is. Give me another persuasion check. This is the one. Persuasion. That one, calling it. Oh! That 20, baby! <laughs> 29! Beautiful. Fucking critical. That, that's badass. <laughs> yeah, he just gets that just the steely resolve on his face when he's like, Your name's now Skip. Her time is up. <laughs> and like, whether or not he can do it doesn't matter. He believes he can do it. I fucking love that. So, as you say that and the conviction in your voice, again, that head comes snaking out of the brush, and this time it's followed by a long neck and an elongated body with a long tail. And a pair of small crumpled wings, you know, it's still a little thing, comes out of the brush. And the way that it's walking, it's almost like when a cat's got its back arched and it's kind of humping forward <laughs> like it is getting ready to fight. Uh, a little scrappy little fucker. And the sensation that you're now getting, in addition to curiosity about you, is it's almost joining you in that conviction of like, yeah, she's got to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Punch in the air. Yeah. It's like scrappy do. Yep. <laughs> but as it as it starts to come closer, the 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 dream fades. You think you would just kind of nod as it kind of fades? Like, I think we came to an understanding. Indeed. So, you guys have an excellent long rest. <laughs> well, the majority of you, let me amend that, have an excellent long rest. And when you come awake, you're still on the back of Ankajuk, but she is uh, idling off the coast of where her bell sits on the ice. Oh, I didn't want to wake you. <laughs> Thank you. I, that was a, that was like the first relaxing sleep we've had in like three days. Maybe longer. <laughs> Well, yes, uh, speak for yourself. It was, it was very uncomfortable, you know, the motion makes me seasick. <laughs> Felgrin does laugh. Tavini gets me. Dazan's looking and pointing at her. She looks like she had a terrible Tavini night. Tavini has much bigger problems than you. Right. I thought your problems were done with. You're your best friends with them, um, you know. Careful. She's got the least to be afraid of, of any of us. And the most to deal with. Let's get somewhere warm before we have this conversation. <laughs> Still got many miles for that, I think. Unless you're going to start a fire here on the coast. There's the hut. Oh, yes, the hut. Pelgrim's going to go over and pat the egg. See? It looks the same as it did the day before. It's a good boy. Good boy. He pats the egg. <laughs> and Green kind of raises an eyebrow at that. What? Like, huh. Nothing is just... It was nice. It's very affectionate. I like that. 
We have an understanding. You have an understanding? It's hard God. to explain. I think I understand. I think Rian gets a little smirk. Kind of like, not knowing fully, but knowing, like, he's been in the situation. He's got an idea of... I mean, shit, Vogren might have to become a dragon dad. <laughs> like, rolled rocks on that, like... I was gonna say, dude! That was like the dice going... Yeah, you're like, you know what? what you I think? don't think I'm gonna be a dragon knight. And it's like, oh, oh no, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Might have, <laughs> might have to make some revisions <laughs> later, Josie. It's, it's entirely up to you. All right, but anyway, that'll be. I'll I'll figure that out later. Yeah. Under pressure. So, in the meantime, what's our next step? Tavini. Do you have a diamond? Uh. Why? I have an idea. Tavini like starts looking through her belongings. And she pulls out the 100 gold diamond. Like this one? I think that would work, if I may. Uh, oh, oh okay. Take the diamond. Mm-hmm. How do I turn this into dust? What? No, don't it's do that. It's important. No, do you I, trust I, me? And she, like, shuffles around in her bag. I do, but... Uh, it's important. Here. And she holds up a, a little bag and shakes it a little bit. These are small. These these are less um, than that one, but about the same. No, wait. I spent about 800 gold on these, so I'd rather you use these for dust than that one. I'll trade back. Yeah, she'll give the 800 gold uh, yeah. Bag stuff. of smaller yeah. diamonds. <laughs> it's three. It's three hundred, three hundred gold diamonds. Mm-hmm. So plural, multiples, and then two five hundred gold diamonds. I think uh, Rian raises an eyebrow at just the whole exchange thing, and he's like, "So you need it broken down into under- dust, huh? What's happening, Gralic? Hmm. I forgot. I forgot that two of the diamonds in there were worth five hundred gold <laughs> individually. But whatever, they're in the bag. You're- you ever smashed a diamond before? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, come on, it'll test your strength. Come on. And say, it's definitely a first time for everything. Let's see how this goes. Don't don't break them all, please. I don't need much. Just a hundred gold approximate. Just break... <laughs> just break that one. That one looks like a... I don't know, like a... Like a bean? It's a weird shape, but it's ugly, so just break that one. Yeah, the clarity of that one's shit. Go with that one. Uh, I, 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 I'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right, I'll take that down to two hundred. All right, I'm not gonna have you. Uh, two hundred gold. I'm not gonna have you roll an attack roll for this, uh, but I will ask: How are you guys accomplishing the crushing? Krug's got. Oh, is his his hammer's not magic, is it? It's just silver. I think or it's it just magic? silver. Tavini's mace is adamantine. Because oh, okay. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, Tavini's got adamantine. That's yeah. true. Oh, there we oh, go. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Never mind. Oh. So using. <laughs> I, I have uh-huh. an idea, but. No, 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 uh, I was going to say, using Tavini's mace. So that's, that's the tool. Uh, 
So you're just like, are you putting it on the ground and just like bashing it? Or are you, how's this being accomplished? Well, technically Tavini has siege weapons. Has what? Yeah, what? Tavini has siege weapons, i.e. weapons that do increased damage to stationary uh -oh. stuffs. The new spell that she got. <laughs> By bending the knee to Arl. Mm. What? Icy gauntlets? Oh, I have a herbalism kit. Mm -hmm. I have a mortar and pestle. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Even better. Tavini <laughs> over there, just tiny fists, like getting so ready to Hulk smash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's got, got, she's got her gathering around. She's got her oral Hulk hands on. <laughs> yeah, she's got that fuck yeah, the fucking Hulk. Hulk <laughs> she looks crestfallen. His hammer against his fucking arm. He's like, I can do it. I don't think that the the herbalism kit. <laughs> I got a shovel. <laughs> yeah, I would think that. Uh, give it like diamonds are are hard as hell so give it like an hour but you could come up with uh, 100 golds worth of diamond dust just like working at them okay and uh what are you doing with that that diamond dust buddy i am going to cast greater restoration on tavini on tavini <laughs> okay i think he's going for that second one See, a Buick creature you touch with positive energy to undo a debilitating effect. One curse, including the target's attunement to a cursed magical item. Oh! Yeah. And uh, so as Dreamer casts this, and Dreamer, how? what do you do with the diamond dust in order to cast Greater Restoration? It's like, Tavini, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just like begins the incantation and begins sprinkling the dust over Tavini's mind, like head. So it's like, take a deep breath because the shit is terrible in the lungs. <laughs> I'm joking, but like, no, seriously, diamond dust in the lungs would be yeah, horrifying. Yeah, do not. <laughs> it's like breathing in fiberglass. Tavini. <laughs> All right, uh, Tavini, your connection with Arl remains. But that drive that you've had for a week or more to kill, murder, destroy, where is that coming from? Where is it coming from? Your attunement to the telepathy gem is momentarily severed. For the first time in weeks, that angry little beat in the back of your head, that war of that war of drum, that drum of war is gone. And you can think clearly for the first time in quite some time without wanting to kill everything. Tavini, she's just kind of like really confused for a moment. And then there's just a wash of regret because... She remembers um, every decision she's made while under the influence this, of this thing, and just... I think Dreamer is just gonna scoop her up. She wants to scream, but she can't, so she just kind of curls up and goes, What? <laughs> Whoa! 